Blog Talk Radio. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures with Paul Booth. I'm your host. It is Thursday, and it is episode, I believe, 283 or 284. So we are excited and jazzed. Just a little bit of show maintenance here. Uh, please check out our website uh, for new new listeners, new supporters, uh, www dot talking pictures la.com again we're not just in la we are based south of la but we have covered festivals all over the country we've had guests from all over the world we have listeners all over the world so again www.talkingpicturesla.com you'll see our blog there on the home page uh, some interesting interviews you can check out uh, cinematography fans we have uh, Rachel Morrison, who was the first woman to be nominated for a cinematography Oscar this year. Uh, just tons of good stuff. Scroll around. And then you can also go to the top right corner where it says podcast episodes. And that has uh, click that takes you to our archives where we've reviewed uh, indie films before they came out. Uh, we've had directors come on for their release. I think we've had that 40 or 50 films where we had that. Uh, we've talked to festival directors, festival programmers, cinematographers, production designers, um, anything film. Uh, and it's not just, it's from for students to studio films, indies of all levels. This is just because we love movies. Pardon me a little bit today. I'm just having the tiniest bit. It annoys me. It only seems to happen. It's happened twice now, so it should be only. Uh, where my throat is a little bit off and I have to do a show. So I, I do apologize. <clears throat> One sec. Oh, hello. I apologize, but we we want this show. We always wanted it to be like we're kicking back, having coffee uh, with one, one another. So we encourage guests um, to have water with them or, so sorry that I have to take a drink of water here real quick. So the film we're going to talk about today, I reviewed the other day. Um, uh, it's called, it's titled The Best People. It premiered at CineQuest. And we're doing this review for the Phoenix Film Festival, which is going to be its second festival screening. And let me see, make sure we have our guests. Are you with us? I'm here. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I noticed me, that you have me. you have a, a name on internet. You have a couple different names on internet da- database. So, what would you like your name to be for this? Anna Evelyn. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure. Um, so, uh, first of all, thank you so much for doing this on short notice. We really appreciate it. We know how we all live busy lives, and that this business is so crazy. So. Um, it was very nice to be able to set this up. Uh, well, I was no problem. Thanks, thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. We, I was just telling the audience that we're here today to talk about the best people, which is this is for the Phoenix Film Festival, but it did premiere at CineQuest. Uh, so for you Phoenix people, friends and family out that I have out there and your friends, uh, this movie is, it has, a, it's, it, of course, the premise caught me, but Occasionally, uh, Anna, I don't uh, read the press kit uh, only because I don't want to have too much bias. Like, 
in case it's about something I'm going through at the moment or I don't want, I kind of want to keep myself away from blocking a potential film. So usually I kind of just, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll get pitches that say sci-fi this and I'll know right away that I'm not going to, I just don't do sci-fi. Um, and I, and I don't do horror. So when this said the best people, I thought, okay, maybe this is like a documentary about people that do good things or, you know, there's some, there's a, a hundred different things that you think it could be. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll read this. Plus I was, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to find something for CineQuest. And when I read this, the synopsis, which I would love to hear your version of it, because I know how press releases have to be a little too structured and that's just the way it is. Um, what would be your version has the actress in this of what the, what the movie's about? Oh, well, let's see. Uh, the movie is about um, a person in a particularly difficult time of life, that, those kinds of times when everything is just falling apart, um, who, whose abandonment issues are triggered when the one person she really feels like she can count on uh, gets engaged, which she perceives as being abandoned. Um, and so it's about her, her growth going through that. Yes. And I, and I liked, um, I mean, I know this is, I mean, pub, obviously it's the, you're, you're, you're Anna, you're the main character, you're the woman going through this and there's some just hilarious stuff. Uh, I know that this is obviously out there, uh, the, well, you know, what, if you could just tell me briefly what of the synopsis is out there, because I know sometimes in the press kit I get stuff that, that isn't out there. So what are you guys saying as the synopsis publicly? Uh, well, oh, so I should all, I guess I should also mention, yeah, that, that she, she teams up with the best man. Um, and they together they try to destroy the relationship and break off the, the engagement. So okay, cool. I just I just wanted to be TV. sure because yeah. I've got one of these probably three or four times and I read and then I heard that I said too much and I was like, well, I assume whatever you're saying <laughs> in a press kit you want read, you know, <laughs> I'm very strong on not repeating what someone tells me. So, um, okay, so we can jump into that. So we got we got the setup here of the, the woman with abandonment issues and the best man are potentially going to find ways to break up the sister's wedding. But I want to start with you, Anna, before we jump into the to best people. Um, I read something interesting on the internet database, internet movie database that I would love to just uh, briefly hear from you. Uh, it said sure, that yeah. you, it said that you uh, went to the, went to, went to the AFI conservatory and began working uh, with student filmmakers. What uh, triggered or gave you that idea, or how did that come about? Right. I, well, I didn't go to AFI. There's no there's no acting program. Um, but I I knew a lot of the people at AFI, and actually the very first uh, role that that I booked for an AFI film was with Selena, who's the producer of this film, um, and. You know, we met at a party, and she she said, you should audition for my Cycle One student film, and I was brand new to L.A., and that sounded really good to me because that's what I wanted. I, I wanted to work with my peers, um, and 
and have that, that experience where you're all learning together and making together as opposed to, you know, it's a lot different when you're auditioning for big stuff. So uh, I, I auditioned with Selena in, in the lobby of her apartment building. And before I had made it to my card, she called me and was like, you got it. And um, so that film went over quite well. And that just led to other filmmakers giving me a call and saying, hey, I'm doing one. Do you want to do, do my film? And it, it was really quite incredible for me because um, – you know, I had the op- opportunity to play leading roles with, you know, people around my age, you know, doing the same same thing in their respective crafts. And I just, the, the learning possibilities that come from that are just, uh, I mean, it was one of the best couple of, year, couple of years in, of my life just getting to uh, work consistently with fellow artists. Well, what um, which program was Selena in? I I know there's like directing, producing, which what, editing. What which one was she in? Selena was there in the producing category, and oh, okay. uh, her this, this makes more sense. Yeah, okay. I didn't get because uh, I didn't. Her husband was. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Her husband was. Uh, yeah, Dan was in the directing program. And oh. they they met there actually. I got to actually witness all of that, them meeting all that that fun yeah. stuff. Okay, you know that this okay. I this I mean this with all due respect to the filmmakers and every filmmaker, but this makes more sense, and I mean it as a compliment. Was I? We see hundreds of films a year for the show, and. There's sometimes where a film just is like, oh my gosh, this film is so on it. How is it so on it? There's there's no way this was just filmmakers that got money together. So this makes a little bit more sense that it's uh, AFI graduates. No, all due respect, I'm just saying like, because I was thinking there were some there were some little things that were just too perfected for a lot of the indie stuff that you see at festivals. Um, some right. of the, like the nuances in the writing, and I, and again, you know, I you you know from working with students that uh, they don't usually catch the nuances. Um, they don't have it be dead on, you know, how long uh, a scene of you crying would last, or how long till the actor would lose its cool. They just want to instantly get to the important moment of the scene. Um, this was not in their in their bios or the press kit, so this makes. Uh, this makes a, a lot more sense. Now, what last thing I wanted to say about the uh, working with students was I just wanted to throw out a quote I once read with Robert De Niro, and you just explained it. But uh, for people that listen to the show, someone asked him how Mar- him and Martin Scorsese had such a fruitful relationship and made Taxi Driver and Raging Bull. And, and he just said that all he'd ever done in his career was worked with his peers and worked with people that have like minds. And he's like, people spend more time. They spend two or three years trying to get me to be in one scene in their movie. When in that two or three years, they could have made two movies with someone who is their peer and they're going to relate to, and they're probably going to make a better movie. So you don't have to spend all this yeah. time chasing this dream actress, or I can only make it if I have Jodie Foster. It's like, well, guess what? You're probably not going to get Jodie Foster. 
So, um, I mean, there's stories that are out there. So I really, I really found that interesting when I read that about you. And then now to hear that it, that it all spawns from AFI, because we've had a lot, we have some of our guests uh, teach there now. So um, it's very cool when we hear AFI come around. Um, So now we've gotten through, okay, the background synopsis. Uh, Okay. So what I'd like to know is for this film, other than, I guess it's kind of hard because you have a bias of you witness them meeting and some of the stuff is autobiographical, but can you find something that for has an actress and for you, if you can strip away the bias, um, what made you want to do this film? You as a person, not you as Selena wants me or Dan wants me or, but you, you saying, okay, I'm going to commit, I know I'm going to have to commit X, Y, Z, and I'm willing to do that. What made Anna do it? Oh, that's a great question. And yeah, I definitely have an answer for that. See how well I can articulate it. Um, it reminds me of that quote that I'll botch about how as artists, we are a summation of everything we've experienced up until that moment. And the timing on this was really crucial um, because I had, you know, done this whole stint where I was doing film after film with AFI. Um, and then before that, I had, you know, kind of run around the rat race and auditioned and gotten the guest stars and, you know, did that whole game as well. And um, I, I needed a break, as I think you do, if you're going to be a sort of marathon minded kind of actor. So I took some time and I traveled the world a little bit and, and I went just kind of exploring um, and just like really living, you know, for a while. And, um, and it was right after that, that I got the phone call and that this came up and it, um, to me, it really seemed like the perfect next challenge because I'd had, um, you know, a lot of experience up to that point in what it means to carry a, a film. And I had learned a lot of lessons through experience. Um, and now here, but they were all short films, I should add. So now here was this opportunity that is, is a really crazy opportunity to get as an, as an actor, especially as one who ha- hasn't become particularly notable or famous in any way, um, to have this opportunity to carry a full feature film um, and it really, you know, there's a lot that rests on your shoulders. Like if, if you don't show up and, and perform well and, and bring something interesting, then, you know, the whole thing is going to tank. And you, you, you know that, you carry that with you. Um, so I was really excited that that particular challenge was coming right at that time where I felt refreshed. I felt like I had um, just enough experience where I was as ready as I was ever going to be. And I had um, a whole emotional reservoir that I hadn't tapped into or used for anything else. So when this showed up, I was um, nervous, but in that very excited kind of way. Does that answer your question? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, that does. No, it's it's all about timing. Um, Again, as I continue, uh, we're here talking with Anna Evelyn for the Phoenix Film Festival screening of The Best People, uh, which played at CineQuest, and it was produced by, please, and let me know if I pronounced her name wrong, Anna, it's uh, Selena 
Regal, Ringo. Ringo. Oh, Ringo. Okay. And Dan Levy Dagerman, uh, AFI graduate. So kudos to AFI. I love AFI. They have the coolest, uh, I'm sure you went in there. They have the coolest film library on the planet. Um, Yeah. Yeah. My buddy used to uh, run the AFI Fest and he was running late for our meeting and he said, oh, go up to the library. And I remember that it was like, they were treating it like a bank. They're like, who are you? What are you doing here? Why are you here? I was like, I was thinking it's just a library, not knowing that they had like Scorsese's taxi driver screen boards and locked cases and um, all that stuff that could be ripped off. But I said his name and then they got this look on their face like, oh, we're going to get in trouble for giving you grab. So anyways, I hate name dropping, but that was the one time where I was like, yeah, that felt kind of cool. Okay. So, uh, you had talked about the challenge. I really like what you mentioned about the timing uh, because I feel a lot of the people in the business uh, either totally get that or sometimes take it for granted. And I feel like that's such a hard lesson to come to when to realize uh, whatever your level of success is, which I think if you're even doing what you like, you're successful. Um, that it is timing. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it's like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not, and all due respect, I've had, I've worked in pizza places and day jobs. So it's like, I'm not knocking anybody who's, you know, working in the back of Taco Bell sleeping floors. That's totally great. But it's like, yeah, if you're totally stoked and you can wake up and look at your list of calls and you enjoy everyone you have to call, Hey, what else do you need? So the timing, what I liked that you said was, uh, the way you explained that was that fits so into this show. This show was, uh, I was pretty much just long story short. I was, I was done with the business. I was just tired of being, I have a, a bunch of films on prime. I was tired of being screwed out of royalties. I was tired of, uh, lame production coordinators on PA gigs. I was just, you know, I'd been writing for a magazine. They were selling my articles and not giving me royalties. And I was just like, you know what? I'm done. It's been 18 years. I'm done. That's, that's a good run. I'm only 38. And, and then I just happened to someone say, you know, you never stop talking and podcasts are hitting. So why don't you start a show? And so now it's like 284 episodes later. uh, When you just said that, I realized that I had to have all that stuff to be able to understand, to be more respectful to artists. Had I not been cheated so much, uh, to appreciate artists had I not made so many films as a producer and to know that it was the timing to do something different. So I love that answer. Uh, well, kudos let's see. to you. That's magic right there. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate it. We, uh, we, we really just have a premise to just love film and just we, we uh, even trip out that we're at 284. I mean, I remember... I thought this was going to be 10 episodes and that would be my 10 friends that could find time to do it. Um, so let's see. For, so you talked about the, you're, you, you've lived some life and now you're at this point where you're doing uh, the best people where I, I'm always very interested in uh, cause the only film I've directed, I made with all my best friends and like my very, very best friends, not just kind of like my, could not be more a part of who I am. And I learned the good things and the tough things in doing that. Uh, of course, not knocking the producer or director, but just as an actress in the process, 
was it too easy or was it sometimes presented challenges because you thought I'm really good friends with this person and maybe I think I should take four more seconds to say it or do you you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. But you know, um, no, we didn't really have a problem there. We had worked together plenty of times before and we had done, you know, when I say we, I mean, Selena, Dan and myself, um, well, first we, we knew each other and how we worked. Um, and so we even did a lot of pre-pro in terms of like, well, when, when we're hitting this scene, what are you going to need? Like, what can we expect? And um, in terms of our, our channels of communication, they were really open and really honest and um, not the kind of friendships where we shied away from any of the difficult moments. We definitely, um, all three of us had too much on the line to, uh, to worry about being polite to each other. Of course, we were always kind and civil and um, had really great ways of, of sorting any, you know, disagreement out, which really rarely happened because the whole time all three of us were putting our heads together really to figure out how we best serve this project. And we all, um, we all had the same ultimate goal in mind, which is that we want this movie to put us on the map. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day who's right and wrong. It, what matters is that we get what we need today. So if it came down to, well, I think it's this way and I think it's that way, it was really like, okay, well, can we try them both? Well, let's do it. And um, I think to all of our credit, we, we were really good about um, asserting ourselves, but also, you know, getting out of the way. When, when, uh, when the ego wants to flare up, sometimes you got to just put it away, you know? <laughs> yes. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing because that is, uh, <laughs> I think that's the number one thing that destroys things in wherever the film business is, LA, New York, we have guests all over. Uh, and most of them I've met at film festivals or I, I'd say 80, 80% of our guests that we've had on, I've, I've personally met or spoken to. And I kind of do that. Uh, I do that kind of prelim call cause I want to kind of listen for, uh, where the ego's at and where the, you know, where the intention is. And like you're saying, is the bigger picture of the piece more important or is the, you know, I'm ready for my close up, Mr. DeMille, you know, uh, we're not really into that. So um, I like what you're saying about the teamwork now with that and that you guys have worked together and then you're obviously working with uh, the press kit, alludes to that this producer and director are married, right? Yeah. yeah okay, so, okay, so, okay, so you're getting to work with and you're having these things that you experience as an, as an actress. This is kind of another play on the question of preparing. How do you... Uh, God, I, I hate when I have to use big words because it, it makes me sound like I'm being arrogant. How do you extrapolate when you do know more than what's in the script... And as an actress, you have um, to stop yourself from what you know more. And you don't, I'm not asking you what you know more. I'm saying not bringing right. in more. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I did have kind of um, a few different worlds of what I knew, if that makes sense, floating around. Um, and I tried to just use those to my advantage. Um, and, oof. Yeah, because there's there's the world of 
the character and what I know from where all, all of this is coming from. Um, and then there's also the, the sort of lens of the film and, and what I can sort of imagine that it will want to show. Although um, what I decided to do, because it's what I've always found best, is to not really worry about that and to simplify everything down to the moment. Um, of course, you know, you have to be somewhat aware of what the moment means in context for the whole of the thing. Um, so checking in with that, of course, was, was important. But really, I mean, like, like you'll hear from, from any acting class, like it's this moment, where are you? What are you doing? What do you want? Where are you going? Um, yeah, I tried, to, I tried to really not overthink it, really. It's interesting because when I, yeah, oh, no, definitely, yeah, no, and and also there's, so you know that we never have a right or wrong answer, so there's always just we. Uh, I don't know if you had, when, if you were on air yet when I was saying, but the the entire premise of the show is like you and I are sitting in at Starbucks having coffee, and so I mean honestly, if if we had the time, I would edit in Starbucks ambience. So uh, we want people to just be that chill. We don't want to be another thing on someone's press junket or another, oh, gosh, my 18th interview of the day. We want people to be like, yeah, that was fun. Um, so is there a lesson that w- that the film gave you that's for you, not for others? Uh, maybe the way I usually put this question is uh, you came home from shooting or you finished the scene and you went to – have lunch, whatever, and you just thought to yourself, wow, had I not done this film, I probably would never have gotten that lesson. Mm, Yeah, definitely. Um, The the really huge takeaway lesson, uh, and I've been trying to put this into words for some time without sounding too this or too that, but it had to do with... um, how energy works on a set in general um, because there, there was for many reasons a sort of magic that showed up on this particular set and it had to do with every single person there. Um, I'd like to start off by saying that um, every single cast and crew had a positive energy to them, a, po- a vibe of positivity. You know, nobody was showing up with a major ego problem or um you know, or severe doubt about this project. Everybody believed in it, and they believed in what we were doing, and that we that we were fully capable of making an amazing movie. Um, and that really, I have to credit Selena and Dan because that starts at the top. You know, um, it's really important um, wh- whoever's producing or and directing the film that, that they've got good energy. Um, and then to bring it into a personal arena, um, I noticed that my, whatever, whatever belief I was holding about the film um, was really important because when you show up all of these moments that you're, when you're not filming and you're having interactions with cast and crew and, you know, everyone, everyone from your DP to your, your PAs, it's, uh, it's important that there's like a, a jovial nature um, a sort of camaraderie that you build. And um, it was a, a combination of that and then really showing up ready to um, 
I'm looking for another word, but the only word coming up is slay. So, like, uh, when you show up and you're a quote-unquote nobody, we'll call it. Basically, you're not a, you're not a name. Um, I didn't show up as if I was not a name. I showed up as if I was and as if this movie was going to be widely distributed and there was millions of dollars backing it. And that's just sort of the attitude that I held about myself and about this project. And it made all the difference. Um, and that was some really cool feedback I got, not about like exactly what I had done or whether it was good or not good, but um, basically when certain scenes went down and, and they were, they were solid, um, there was even more energy like, oh, wow, like everyone's like talented. We're, this is going to be good. We're working on a good film. And then that just kind of grew and grew and grew until, um, you know, by the end of week one, everybody was stoked. And we were just showing up to work every day, knowing that we were making something amazing and beautiful. And um, that just seeing how all of that worked was, you know, invaluable. It was a huge lesson. I think that's great. I, I love what you're saying about energy and everybody being on the same page. I think that's, I, I, I mean, I think that's number one. And of course it does start from the top and uh, that makes me think of the last time I ever PA'd after I had some health issues where my doctor said I could no longer PA. Uh, I mean like studio films and stuff. And it just so happened that it was a, I was like, it was, it was a known film and it had a bunch of Oscar nominations and it was a very well-known director. And I remember on the second day, like this well-known director walked by a PA and like said hi to him, talked to him and then walked away. And I was, and I was thinking, okay, you know, the PA has been on the shoot for three or four weeks. And then like by the third day, like, I noticed that he knew everybody's name. Uh, he would say hi to everybody when they passed him. And it was, it was to this day, the best thing I've ever worked on as a PA and not because who was in it or the Oscar nominations or the notoriety, but it was just like what you said. Nobody was acting like I'm known. Nobody was acting like, you know, you're having to get up at three in the morning and drive an hour here from work. I'm just coming downstairs from my suite. Um, it was just mm -hmm. this whole, you know, once that, like you're saying, I mean, that's what everybody doesn't get is once everybody's on the same page, it's like, and once you kind of find this fear of the known and the unknown, then it's like everything's possible and everything will fall into place. I think it's when you're chasing the apple too hard and you keep missing the apple that you should kind of just stop chasing the apple and kind of just let things flow. So I really like the way you explain that because a lot of uh, producers and, and directors until they're at a certain level, forget that it's just about, to me, honestly, I just think if you set the right tone, what you want to have happen will happen. I mean, you're not going to get everything. You're not going to, you know, not, uh, no one gets, every single thing they want out of a project they you know you can get 99 out of 100 and you're still and you've still won um let's see now we'll just switch to a couple of questions about yeah. yourself as an actress before we wrap up uh these are the two questions i like to ask everyone i interview uh so is there a genre that you would never do as an actress doesn't matter who the director is how good the paycheck is, 
the script's obviously right, but you're just you're not going to do that genre. Um, let's see, porn would never do that. <laughs> oh, well, oh, that's the number one answer. Okay, so I'll start saying, I see, I always want to say besides porn, but then that ruins everybody saying <laughs> porn. So, and I, and, it, and oh, it's too no. leading. I don't like to be a leader. So go ahead. Oh, well, I've never really considered that. Is there anything I wouldn't do? Because the first thing that came to mind was horror, because I don't watch horror. I don't like horror. I think it's weird. Horror is so weird. Um, However, I don't know, like, if it was, like, an amazing director and there's great pay, would I, I don't, I'm not sure. Like, I I don't, I don't feel righteous about it. Um, But I think if I had to pick one, it would be horror. Okay, that's interesting. I've, I asked this of numerous uh, cinematographers. They all said sci-fi, or they would say nothing because they wanted to explore anything. Um, let's see. And then the other question is just uh, the reverse, which uh, you mentioned you, do, you don't want to do horror, but aside from horror, is there a specific... I guess you kind of answered the reverse question. I was going to ask what was a genre you would never do um, if it was the reverse where the lights are off, you haven't eaten in a week, you're back to those days and as an actress where there's not royalty checks. Um, and so I guess it would be horror is what you wouldn't do. Can you think of any other, is there maybe a type of story that you that you would not do? Like, for instance, my friends who have children they refuse to watch those movies about a kid that's kidnapped or, or uh, if the, if a kid is molested in a movie, it doesn't matter if it wins best picture, they won't watch it. So is there any kind yeah. of maybe like that? That's, that's easier to, uh, to answer. I think that if, if I read a script that was, that I found to be really harmful or abrasive in terms of, like if it was super misogynistic or if it was racist or if it was in, somehow um, offensive, I would, I wouldn't do it. You couldn't pay me to, you know, to keep that kind of thing going in the world. And that comes from experience as well. Um, because, you know, I've, I've been a young, a young woman in Hollywood for the past decade and, you you realize at some point that there are certain things that you just don't need to be doing. There's just no reason to do it. No, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting because I I I definitely remember the crossing the bridge from do any project to if you have to wait longer to do something. Uh, I mean, my first PA gig almost got me quitting the business with my first job because the production coordinator was so bad. She was stealing from petty cash. She was sleeping with one of the Ooh. producers. She was, she was buying stuff with petty cash for her apartment. And I just thought, you know, if this is what the business is and this is why I went to film school. And uh, I, I was fortunate that I had produced a feature before I went to film school. And then when I got out of film school, it got released. So I was just very lucky cool. that within a couple of minutes of school or so, I mean, I was so fortunate. I mean, I didn't, I didn't take it for granted at all. I mean, of course I was 21. So a little bit of the ego flared up, but it was like, 
then I just take a step back and be like, okay, you usually don't have a released film within six months of film school. So something's going on here that's above you. So just feel lucky about it. But I really agree with what you're saying when you're, uh, and we want to, I'm saying, not Anna, but I'm saying for the people who want to come out to Hollywood that uh, there is a lot of uh, challenges and a lot, you meet a lot of interesting people. I've, I've found out here you meet some of the greatest people in the world or the biggest worms that you should put on a fishing pole and fish with. Uh, and we won't mm. get into that. But um, so the last thing I wanted to say, Anna, uh, is uh, if you could plug any social media for yourself uh, and what you know for the film, we would love to get that out there so people can check it out again. This is going to be playing the Phoenix Film Festival, uh, phoenixfilmfestival.com, April 5th to the 15th. And then I'll let Anna hit you here with social media. Sure, yeah. Well, I'm actually trying to break my addiction to social media, but if you want to follow me at Anna Evelyn Joy, feel free to follow me there. Um, definitely check out, uh, 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 what are they called? Two Hands Productions, www.twohandsproductions.com. You can find them on Instagram as well, um, as well as Facebook. And uh, if you're in or around the Phoenix area, we'd love to have you come out and check out our film, The Best People. And we think you'll have a really great time. And so you guys know, uh, the Phoenix Film Festival, um, definitely check out the first weekend. Uh, I've heard it's at the Harkins Theater. I, we co- the last two years, we covered it. The first year I had my Phoenix reporter go, and then last year I was going to go. Um, I don't have a driver's license due, due to my epilepsy, and so my reporter was going to drive, and then unfortunately, like two days before the event, he had a heart attack, and so we weren't able to cover oh the festivals. Yeah, so it was like, it was kind of like, how do you be upset you're missing a film festival when your friend had a heart attack? So it was like one of the one of those real like you just stop yourself and go did I really just get upset that I'm going to miss the film festival my friends in the hospital um so that's a good lesson mm-hmm. for people out there no job or gig is more important than your friend having a heart attack um but the phoenix film festival is fantastic and my friend who uh like me is a uh movie junkie movie nut uh you know he just loved it that it was fantastic so uh to let listeners know is definitely worth checking out um and also i want to make a recommendation and also to you if you've never seen it anna um and let your producer director know or or i'm sure they're going to listen to this there's a film on amazon prime titled official rejection and Mm -hmm. it, it 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 follows these filmmakers going through the process of going to different festivals and at the end of the festival, it has the founders and director of the Phoenix Film Festival, and it interviews them and the Newport Beach Film Festival, which follows Phoenix Film Festival. Um, and we also cover that one. And so you can basically get to see this film, learn all kinds of stuff about the films going through film festivals, which I'm sure you already know, but just to kind of the, it shows you it, but then it's cool because you get to see where the Phoenix Film Festival is being held 
you get to see the face of the director and the founder. Um, Cause I always say when you go to a festival that it's great to meet everybody, but you need to leave the festival with the founder knowing your name. Um, so, mm. uh, and I don't say that in an arrogant way. I know actresses are there. You want to meet directors uh, on my side of the thing. We need to know who runs the show. Uh, but with that, uh, we wish you the best in Phoenix. Of course, I'm not going to ask you where you live, but uh, safe travels and uh, all you. the best to the team. And thank you to Selena and Dan for setting this up, help and uh, all that. And you guys made a fantastic film and I know it will do well. And uh, don't hold me to this, but we have been fortunate. In fact, we wish that we could market this, prove it and sell it. But uh, nine out of 10 times when I've seen a film for this show or our guest reviewers have, and we've said to ourselves, oh, this will get released. It got released. Or it won the festival if it was a short. So we have a very good, if you were to go through all of our archives, there's probably 5% of the films that didn't get released or win an award. Or the and you festival. think that we're going to get released. Is that what I'm no, understanding yeah, here? I, so, yeah, so, yeah. So that's what I, yeah. Oh, totally. I could totally see this out there on uh, Prime and Netflix. And it, it was great it was yeah the, the, I, I agree yeah. yeah what you guys definitely. what you guys some of the moments it's just so hard it just it what's so I, I have the easiest job in the world I mean I have to sit down watch a movie and then write down questions but where I have a hard time is is that I like to talk movies and could talk about movies for the next 12 hours but it's always kind of like we can't talk about certain things right because we don't want to ruin the film so I just wanted to say right. really kudos to all of you and uh, you guys. I'm, it was very interesting for me to hear this trifecta that you had. I just, I knew there was something else going on because I just knew uh, your performance was just at such a great level and just the nuance and the writing was such a great level and the directing um, that that's just why I wanted to hear your side because I knew once I read Married Couple, not taking away from it, I thought, okay, that's definitely a wavelength that those two are going to understand. But what's got, you know, this actress's performance was so nuanced. And the last thing I wanted to say is, um, uh, I will just say when, when you're at your low point, uh, that you just really nailed it. I told uh, Selena, uh, it it very much reminded me of a relative that I lost. And and so I just wanted to say thank you for keeping those characters in light and uh, showing some compassion to those characters that have those problems. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, I've got lots of compassion for that. And, and thank you. I, I hope that it speaks to anyone who's been in that position or has loved someone who found themselves in that position yeah yeah so yeah so th thank you for that and again have a wonderful day and uh you guys go kick some butt in phoenix hey thanks man thanks so much for having me on i really enjoyed this all right aloha aloha and that was talking with anna evelyn uh for the best people which is going to be playing this 
Phoenix Film Festival. You got to check phoenixfilmfestival.com April 5th to the 15th. Uh, that'll give you more information. That'll give you the screening time for this and lots of goodies as the Phoenix Film Festival is always good. Uh, I want to say hello to Jason uh, and Patrick and Heather. Uh, we hope you guys have a fantastic festival as well. Take care. And remember, as I always say, whether it's morning, afternoon, or night, make sure and watch a good movie.